Blog Talk Radio.
people on the World Wide Web that's listening in on with us. I'm going to uh, see if I can invite Apostle Elect in. Um, I don't know how I ended my video. I just ended my video by trying to pull her in. I ended my video some kind of way. Uh, my finger hit the wrong button for those that's on um, Blog Talk listening in. Can you hear my me on Blog finger. Talk? Yes, I can. Uh, my finger okay. hit the button as I was trying to invite a possibly elect in, so I'm going to invite her in now. Um, I'm going to see if she can get the invitation if she wants to come through. I can't usually do blog talk and Facebook. Okay. okay, well, then we're just going to do blog talk, and I'll do Facebook Live, and everybody else can okay. listen in. So um, we're going to be... That's not even letting me see Facebook for some reason. Um, my finger had hit the button I was doing oh, okay. Facebook earlier, and my finger had hit the button trying to invite you in, and it had canceled. So I just went back on on Facebook to uh, bring you in. So at least we know you. Uh, we can hear each other on on blog talk. Yeah. So. On Facebook Live, hopefully they can hear me too on Facebook Live. So we're Ask Minister um, Margo or whoever's listening, can they hear me? Minister Margo, uh, can you hear possibly like on uh, Facebook Live since you're watching in? Thank you for coming back. So I'm waiting for her to respond. This cold has got my nose itching. So she said, yes, she can hear you. So thank you so much um, for coming back. I was trying to invite a possible elect in, and she said that she's not able to do talk on Facebook Live at the same time. But my finger hit the end button, but I was pushing the invite button. But thank you again, you and anybody else that was looking in for coming back. Um, I'm so happy for tonight. Me and Apostle was speaking and talking the other day about um, Proverbs. I didn't know what it was. I looked it up tonight. Proverbs, the fifth chapter, about the wife of the youth. And um, she had said some things that really blessed me. And I was like, I had never thought of it like that. And... Um, I was just so happy to just talk about that with her because of me and my apostle, we are sisters, and we talk about a lot of things. And I want people to understand that when me and apostle talk, we're not just always talking about, oh, we're sisters, sisters, we're having fun. No, we talk about God. She she corrects me. Uh, she's killed me. When she said, Renee, you were off that that day you were talking, some things you said, um, it offended someone. And I said, well, I didn't mean to offend them. She said, I know you didn't, but you were off. And I said, well, I didn't think of it like that. But she gives corrections, and, and I'm telling you, uh, a lot of times correction is hard to hear. But I, I take it out of love because if someone is close to you and they love you and you know they love you for real, you don't mind when they're giving you correction. I mean, it's a difference in correction and it's a, a difference in people always complaining or trying to uh, convict you or always trying to find fault in every little thing you do. And it's times when she tell me, say, see, that right there, I know you're seeking God because I can see the growth. And I'm saying all that to say this. When she was saying what she was saying, I really had to stop and think. And I said, you know what, that right there is a lesson. I said, 
most often the next time I minister, which I thought was going to be next Friday, and I would have time to uh, look into it, I said maybe we could talk about it because that's something that people really need to hear because a lot of times we don't, I'm trying to think of the right word, we don't use that as a lesson, instruction. When I was reading this chapter just now right before the service started, I put marks by certain scriptures that I was like, wow, you know, I put a mark by uh, chapter 5 of Proverbs, um, verse number 4. Well, I'm going to start with verse number 1. It says, my son, attend unto my vision, I'm sorry, my wisdom, and how thine ear, I'm sorry, and bow thy ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, I'm sorry, I have bad light, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as honeycomb in her mouth and smoother than oil. But the fourth verse says, but her end is, I'm sorry, but her end is bitter as a warm wood, sharp as a two-edged sword. And that right there, I said, now, when I had heard about two-edged sword before, it said God's word is is sharper than a two-edged sword. But it was saying right here by her words and and how she was smooth and it's thicker than oil. You know how we say, these slicksters be trying to talk to you where they have smooth words and just like that. And it was saying how sharp those words cut, like a two-edged sword. Sometimes they can cut your ear where it's something you want to hear, like itching ears or it, it, it's something that you want that person to tell you, but they tell you for a temporal reason, but and you're taking it for a long term. But that's not what it's meant to be. And I just got to read the chapter, and I was like, wow, I'm really going to have to get into this chapter, the fifth verse, to see what it's saying. Margo, Minister Margo says, apply your mind to instructions and corrections in your ears of words of knowledge, Proverbs 23 and 12. So thank you for that, Minister Margo. I thank Apostle-elect for not having respect the person. I thank Apostle Elect for using God's word as a two-edged sword. <laughs> Excuse me. For using it as a two-edged sword with correction, with instruction, with even letting you know where she sees the growth and telling you, back to corrections, telling you where you need to grow at. A lot of times we don't take instructions. Good. We don't take instructions politely. You all, please share this video. Um, we don't want to hear where we dropped it. Oh, you want me to say drop the ball or we miscarried the ball or we double dribbled. We don't want to hear about that. We want to hear about the good things. But I thank God for having a bloodline sister as well as a spiritual sister as well as a spiritual leader that says, you were wrong. You missed it. Um, you didn't. You don't understand what you just said, because even though I said it, just and talking and explaining something I said to my son, because I said it to a person that I didn't know, because I don't see that person like that or anything. But still, because you don't know the behind the scenes, sometimes you say things and things come out of your mouth that offends someone and you don't know it. But I thank God for a correction. So I'm going to pause right there and let Apostle uh, speak on what we were talking about at this time. Apostle, you'd like this in your hand. Uh, can you hear me, Minister Sylvia? Yes, I can. Okay. So 
Um, kind of to allude to what um, Minister Sylvia and I were talking about, we were actually um, talking about a situation, and sometimes we know the same person, but we know them differently. And so one of the things that um, easily offends them, I knew about, but Minister Sylvia didn't. And the only reason that I knew about it was because I was around when the person was sharing their innermost thoughts with the leader that we had. And so when Minister Sylvia was uh, talking, it was funny because she was actually just sharing something she had shared with her son um, and that our mother had shared with us. And then I said, it's important that I let Minister Sylvia know what she said could have offended the person because that's an area that they're weak in. And so then I prayed and I said, God, how do I let her know to pay attention to every time we talk to that person or this particular subject comes up that the person gets off the phone quickly? And so if they get off the phone quickly, you won't know that um, what you said offended them because they never let you know that it offended them. They never let you know that it's an area that they struggle with. And so um, Minister Sylvia said to me, she said, well, I don't, I don't see that person that way. I said, but remember, it's not about how you see them. It's about how they see themselves. So a lot of times we have areas that we may be struggling with, but it seems that we're strong and confident and and we're okay. We're fully assured in that area, but it's not an area that we're uh, comfortable in. It's an area that we just haven't shared with that person. And so then we were talking some more, and then I said, it's just like um, a young person when they get married. I said, sometimes we inherit that person that they've been married to for 20, 30, 40 years. But we weren't there when the infidelity was going on. We weren't there when the uh, verbal abuse was going on. We weren't there when the immaturity was going on. And so then when you marry that person, you inherit a good thing. You know, a man that finds a wife finds a good thing. But if say if they were married before and a person's uh, husband died, by the time that man inherits them, that wife of their youth or that husband of their youth has already grown them up in those shortcomings. They've already uh, went through a lot of things with them. I said, it's amazing how many of us Although I have never been married, this is something the Holy Ghost and God showed me. I said that I would need to go back and thank that first wife or thank that second wife or thank those children or whatever because I look at the things that my son is dealing with now as a brand-new parent, and I remember the stuff that I dealt with. Well, it's where now my son and his wife Actually, once they make it through this, they need to go back and thank their mothers. They need to go back and thank their fathers because those parents, if they're listening to them, key, if they're listening to them, they can learn something. So it's amazing what some of us can learn from those first wives and those first husbands and those first set of children. And we don't think about how, wow, I got a good man. I got a good woman. Yeah, but you weren't there when that wife of their youth went through all of the things that they went through. I would listen to Apostle Sandra Thomas and Pastor Fred talk about some of the things 
that they went through in the early part of their marriage, and I would be sitting there like, hmm. And I told, uh, I was going through counseling at the time because I was thinking about getting married at the time. And uh, I'll never forget Pastor Fred said to me, he said, Evangelist, I don't know if you should get married. He said, I think you're looking for Jesus. And I said, Pastor, I am looking for Jesus. He says, well, you're not going to find Jesus. He says, I think you really need to go back and look because you need to settle for some things that you won't settle for. I said, well, Pastor, I don't think I'll ever get married then. I said, because I don't see anywhere in the Bible from Genesis to Revelations where it said I need to settle. But I do see where it says I need to give thanks. And I don't think many of us think about giving thanks the way we need to. Like Minister Margot has been married a very long time. Um, Pastor Linda has been married a very long time. And there's things that they could teach us. There's uh, Elder Tony been married a long time. And there's things that they're teaching us about being married. Not that they're perfect or that their marriages have been perfect all of these lives, all of their lives, but there's some things that they've gone through that they can minister to us through. They could pray through. And I think of all of the things that I saw my mom and my dad go through that they're no longer here, but I need to tell my mom and dad, thank you for a lot of things. My God. A lot of things. And so, Minister Sylvia, that's all I have to uh, add at this time. Yes, because I I thank you so much because when you had told me that um, I had missed it, and and it kind of had, like, shocked me because, like you say, I wasn't privy to certain information, and and it just kind of, shocked me that I it was something that I could have said. Like I said, I, I thank God for this year of um, instruction of, uh, I don't know if you want to say follow through, is because you, you have to follow through on information you get, and when you get that information, um, and God gives you a time and a place to say to that person, I'm sorry, or uh, I didn't mean to offend you. I hope that what I said or what I did, uh, it didn't scar them for life. You know, you you get a chance to apologize. You get a chance to go back. Um, I was trying to read what Minister Margot put on there. She said, are you being the kind of mate that wish to, to have in your life? Yeah, you know. Um, even a mate, are you being a kind of friend? Also, because to this person that we're talking about, um, we see them as a uh, you 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 say, oh, that's my god sister, that's my god brother, that's my godmother, godfather. We see them as a very close person in our life, and I really didn't know. You know, if I had a new, I would not have said it. I know I wouldn't. This time, I know I wouldn't have said it. But um, when you think about things where I didn't want what was coming out of my mouth to seem like I just read it to you, it was um, trying to have something come across my mouth that was sweet as honeycomb or it was uh, like being slick like oil. I, I wasn't trying to be a two-edged sword. I was just repeating something that we had been told all of our lives and uh, that I had said to my son, not knowing that my words was cutting back and forth like a two-edged sword, not knowing that uh, something that this person had dealt with throughout their youth was being still affecting them in their adulthood because I just didn't know. You know, um, this this chapter, this fifth chapter could cover so much. That's why they said a book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom, because you can take what's in there and apply it. Minister Margot say, 
you are being the type of person, friend, partner you want in your life. Yes, because I would want my friend, my partner, my family, I want them to think about their statements, their actions, their reactions, their comments, even their gestures, to think about how would that make me feel if that applied to me. Because when you think about something like that and when a correction has been brought to you, you don't want to just jump up and be like, oh, I'm going to apologize because uh, somebody told me. I, I wanted to be, when I get a chance to apologize to this person, I wanted to be where God has already touched my heart and my mouth, touched that person's heart and ears to receive the apology because a lot of times we don't understand how deep a wound goes. We don't understand how long that scab has been sitting on that cut or that wound or if that wound had ever got a scab, ever healed. We don't know. And by me not being, like I said, privy, just to know that, again, something that came out of my mouth may have or have hurt somebody, that's... um, that's me showing where I know God has worked on my heart because, as I testified and told many times, at one point in my life, I was like, oh, well, I said it. I meant what I said. That's it. That's all. But that's not how I feel. It it it, um, it really pricks at my heart that it's a possibility that I hurt this person. Not knowingly. I mean, it wasn't because I was trying to make um, a point again. It was that I was trying to make, uh, it was a laughing moment for me because I was saying something that I said to my son in a joking matter, but it was not taken at that. So, uh, like I said, talking about when Apostle had said to me, that's like uh, the man appreciating the wife of his youth. You know, uh, I, I remember hearing T.D. Jake say, uh, somebody asked him about his marriage. He said, why would I leave my wife that I have now that struggled with me when I didn't have nothing, that went through the hard times and, and was here with me when when I was wanting to eat this, wanting to eat that, wanting to live here, wanting to drive that, wanting to dress like this. Why would I leave her when God has blessed me? You know, and I thought about that. I thought about other people that I know um, in my life that said, I, because when I was younger, my wife was there when I was drinking like I was drinking, using drugs and doing both, why would I leave her now that she's sick? Or when I needed her the most, she was there for me. Why would I leave her now that I have, in their minds, have arrived? And and I'm just so glad to still have someone in my life that's not just willing to tell me, but willing to tell me in a manner where they said it out of love. Uh, Minister Margot said, our words are powerful. They in the mind and heart longer than we realize. That's true. They are. But when you don't know that your words hurt someone, <coughs> excuse me, when you don't know that your words hurt someone, especially when they they, um, conversation that you're having, they didn't, their attitude, their tone didn't change. You honestly don't know. 
you know, so I'm glad to know the light was turned on. And, and when the light come on, how you say, when you walk in it, when you get, when you know better, you do better. When you see the light, walk in the light. I just say walk in a light room because every room that's lit, it ain't always something good on the side. But because I had been enlightened on what I was told, I know from this day forward, be careful of the words that you use and the way that you use them because you can't always be um, so caught up in what you're saying. You don't think about the people behind you. It's like you're running water in a sink, and you're just letting the water run for it to get hot or get cold, either way. But you didn't look at it to see if it was a stopper or something, stop it up the sink, then all of a sudden the water is running over, and you hear it running over, but you just said let it keep going. I don't know if you understand the analogy where that I, why I use that, but I don't want to keep pouring um, water into a sink that I know there's a plug in it and I shouldn't. So I'm glad to um, have someone in my life that used the word to show me about correction. So I also like what um, verse 10 in the fifth chapter says. It says, well, I'm going to go to uh, the ninth verse. It said, let lest thou give thy honor unto others and thy years unto the fool. Let strangers be filled with their wealth and the laborers be in your house of strangers. In other words, I don't want somebody being blessed by my wealth. I don't want somebody living in my house. You know, you have to just read the fifth chapter to really get the understanding of what it was saying because it's, it's so much was said in there that really um, touched my heart because of words, words. Words can hurt because of what someone had to deal with from their youth. Words can help because, like Apostle said, you got to go back sometime and thank your parents. Thank the first wife, thank the first husband, thank the children, thank them because you don't even realize why you have a blessing where you can say, I'm so glad for the man I have in my life. Whatever the reason is, I'm so glad I'm reaping the benefit because a lot of times we don't know. You know, uh, I remember I used to hear, People used to say to our great uh, late apostle, Sarah Thomas, oh, I want your anointing. Oh, I this. And she said, don't say that. I don't know if you want, you're willing to go through what I went through. Are you willing to be on your knees for 11 straight years praying? Are you willing to go through this and willing to go through that? A lot of times we say we want stuff, but we don't realize the progress. We don't, I don't want to say progress. We don't realize what we have to go through to get that. You see, if I went through jumping across 11 steps, you may have to jump across 100 steps. If I had to pray for 20 years, you may have to pray for 25, 30, 40 years. Are, are you going through what you want? Because, see, not only did you ask for my anointing or my gifts, you got to suffer and go through what you need to go through because you're trying to get mine and then you're trying to get yours too. So you have to be careful with what you said. You have to be careful with your request. Yeah, you have to. Um, Apostle, do you want to share anything else with us at this time? Um, yes, ma'am. I wanted to say um, when you think about Sometimes what you said, you took it as um, correction, although the Lord didn't have me share it with you um, out of correction. Um, the reason that he had me share it with you was because 
uh, I remember growing up when I was so-called um, thought I was cute or whatever, all of the different things that people would say that I thought, and I didn't think those things. As a matter of fact, I was pretty insecure and about how God had you appointed by our parents and God himself as my protector. Now, you were fighting many fights to protect me. I wasn't necessarily all the time asking you to, but you knew it was your assignment, and so you did it. So people may have been looking at me saying, I wish Minister Sylvia was my big sister because she was fighting for me. Well, that wasn't why we were sisters, and that wasn't why we were hanging out the way we were hanging out. It was because our parents decided where you saw one, you saw the other. They just wasn't playing. Um, and there were things that our older sister, Sheila, had experienced and had went through that we didn't. And so when people would look at my life now, they were saying, oh, I want to gain the grade that you're at. Uh supposedly that's supposed to be considered as successful, but they didn't understand. Um, someone had even, a few people had asked me if they could have my resume because they wanted to take my resume and they wanted to make it their resume. And I said to myself, I said, but God, even if they take my resume and they use it as their resume, I said, they haven't done with the racism. They haven't dealt with the sexism. They haven't dealt with all of the things that I've dealt with. They haven't worked with uh, the people that didn't like me just because of uh, education. They they still would not have been through the things that I've been through and understand why I handle situations the way I handle them. It's not because I'm so great, but it's because I had a praying mother. It's not because I'm so great. It's because I had a praying aunt, aunt sweetie, aunt baby sister. I had some praying people in my family. I had a sister, Minister Sylvia and Minister Sheila, who wouldn't let me gangbang and do stuff like that. They wanted me to read the books. They wanted me to be the nerd or whatever. They weren't there when the uh, the man, him and I, was uh, wearing our gold and silver chains all the time. They wasn't there when he broke my heart. So it was like there are things that built me they weren't there for they weren't there for when uh, Elder Tony was uh, babysitting us when nobody else wanted to babysit Bell's kids because they were so bad or whatever. They weren't there when we were running home from school every day, having to fight to go to school, having to fight to come home. They weren't there when I was in the combat zone. They weren't there when I had to leave my family behind so that I could go and pay for this and pay for that. So it's like a lot of times, like Apostle Sandra Thomas would tell us, you're saying you want this, but you don't know what I had to go through to get this. So although you don't see the picture of the history, I have someone that I've bested, best the best. I call him my Casanova. I call him my friend. I call him my brother with his fine self. I mean, I've always been close to him, and here recently he said to me, I didn't know that happened to you. I didn't know that you lived through that. He said, how could I have known you all these years and not known that you experienced all of that? He said, how could I have been with you as much as I've been with you, and I don't know this about you? You and I have been best friends for over 30 years. How could I not know this about you? I said, because you knew the part of me that I wanted you to know. And so the more we talk, he's um, a psychotherapist. He's an expert in his field. And he said it hurt him because he realized that he and I are as close as we are, but yet he never knew things about me. So it goes back to what you were saying. You didn't know those things about that person because you wasn't supposed to know it. It wasn't your season to know it, and it's still not your season to know it. It's your season to understand that when we speak and when we say stuff, we have to bring it into subjection to God. And we have to, even when we're having the simplest conversations, make sure that we go to God and say, God, help me. Not that we're going to be perfect, but know that God may never allow you to say something to the person about it. Why? Because they didn't confide that in you. Just like I didn't confide in him 
all of the things that I went through. He said, I would have never knew you had to fight to go to school. He says, I would have never knew. He says, I knew you were from the inner city of Chicago, but I didn't know you went through all of that. I said, you wouldn't know. He didn't know about us sitting in the club and the people getting shot before us, in front of us, on the side of us, all around us. He didn't know about us crossing the streets and, and just trying to go from point A to point B and this person getting shot and killed. It was like lots of things he didn't know. He didn't know about me being in a coma. It's lots of things that people who are with you on a daily basis, but they may never know you. Because you don't always tell everybody everything. But that doesn't mean that they're not accountable for going before God and saying, God, help me. We don't know everything Minister Margot has experienced in her life, but she's a minister in the gospel, and she's our cousin. We we don't know as close as you and I have been, Renee. We don't know everything that each other has been through, but we know each other very well. Yes. And those are some of the things we have to realize as men and women of God that we won't know everything. But it doesn't mean we don't go to God and say, God, thank you for that nugget. Not that I need to go back now and talk to that person about that nugget. No, that person didn't reveal that nugget to you. But now that you're accountable for what you know, it could be something, like you said, from a wound from 30, 40 years ago. They're over it. But you still need to know that what you said or what you did, God wants you to know. Although you never knew that, now you do know it. So where do you go from here? Take you back to our cousin who told you, you said that 50 years ago that I was drinking water like a fish. None of us knew that that hurt that person. But once he brought it to your attention, now you're accountable. If someone else had brought it to you, no. But he brought it to your attention. And we were both like, wow, that happened 50 years ago. But guess what? We are still accountable for that thing that we did 50 years ago. And what did God tell you to do? He told you to apologize. And you apologize and apologize and apologize. If that person accepts it, they do. And if they don't, they don't. How many people have I met that I never even knew they were married? But they were dating. They were trying to date me and everything. And that's why I like what I saw somebody put on Facebook. They put on Facebook, they said, don't you be inboxing me about taking me out on a date when you see I got a GoFundMe on my page. If you can't be a part of my GoFundMe, and don't be trying to take me out on a date. And that blessed me. Because she was like, I will expose you. That's it. But see, that's a blessing because now they're accountable to that person because they're saying, don't be on here talking about taking me on a date and you can't even put $10 in my GoFundMe. That's true. <laughs> that's all I have right now, Mr. Silly. That's true because, like, yesterday was Thanksgiving. And we have... Um, this God brother that's been around us forever. And um, he has shared something with me yesterday that I never knew. And um, he's in his late 50s, and he was telling me something about um, that happened to him when he was a child. He said that his family had asked him to uh, why he don't never come over and spend the holidays with you, with them? He said, come over. He said, what you mean, come over? He said, y'all ain't never, like, you ain't never invited me over, me or my brother. He said, you shine my dad. You made him feel unwanted. Uh, you, you didn't uh, want me and my brother over because you always reminded us that we were the other kids. We were mixed kids. He said, because, you know, my mom, white, and my dad was black. He said, and now you all want me to to come over. He said, yes, I go over to my God system house because that's my family. And his mom said, yeah, he goes over there for years. But he don't never come over here with us. He said, I don't ever remember you all inviting me over or my brother over to spend a night. 
I'll never remember you all inviting us over to birthday parties and to come to cookouts and campouts. And I kind of looked at him and I said, well, I can relate to that. But I was like, wow. He said, so whenever you all have supper, he said, please don't leave me out. He said, that's why every time you all have some Thanksgiving, Christmas, birthday party, uh, th- uh, what is it, Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, he said, whatever y'all have, I'm always there. And he has truly been there with us for years. And me being him being my god brother, since he was 27 years old and he in his late 50s, we, that's how long we've been friends, I never knew that about him. But that thing bothered him. So bad, he said what he was thankful for, that he had a family not that not even wanted him, but looked forward to him coming around where his God sister people call him brother and uncle this and uncle that, and he was just excited. I mean, he'd be so excited when we have a bit, he beat us there. So I, I've just shared that to say with what we're going, what we're talking about tonight. Minister Margo also put out here, God knows our entire story. We can always go to him and ask for direction and forgiveness. That's so true. That's so true. God knows our entire story. But a lot of times what I'm finding out in the natural that when you're dealing with people and you don't know nothing about them, when you do find out about them, you have to really ask God to direct your heart give you the right conversation to really understand why people appreciate you, why people always want to come around you. I had another God brother that came over yesterday. He said something the day before that kind of tickled me. I, he said, you know what, you pick up the phone every holiday. You you always call and you always invite me. I say, yeah, it's still, you never come. And we both bust our laughing and he said, I'm ready for that. He said, but I'm coming tomorrow. He said, I will be there. And I was texting him with nothing but, you know, he put it in that look and the eyeballs pop up. I put the eyeballs down and said, looking for you. And I went to the door to check something what my nephew was doing, and he was walking up the walkway. And I was so glad to see him because you never know what you do for somebody, what you say to somebody. And just the presence of you always coming around, checking on somebody, and somebody checking on you from your youth or from now. You have to remember what you say, how you said, and what was done. And you have to remember, like Apostle said, go back and thank the people. Like she said, we if I could thank my mom and my dad, for a lot of things, my assignment was to protect my sister Cecilia, and I did it, and I did it well. I, I, I did it with what my mom and my dad told me, protect her. We had to fight going to school. We had to fight coming home. We had to fight coming out the house. We had to fight going to the store. We had to fight coming from the store. We had to fight when we was in the store, all because they called us the good half sisters. What did we, we didn't know nothing about good hair, what that meant, but because that's what we, where we grew up and how we grew up, a lot of our family did not uh, want to be bothered with us except one cousin, Tony. She used to call her her baby. And to that day, we we're blessed by that because other people called us stuff, but they didn't realize what we had to go through going home. We lived in a house where basically it was all girls. And we had to fight, fight, fight. They would see us smiling so much, they didn't think we had, we went through stuff. You know, so when it goes back to, of your youth, the fifth chapter of Proverbs, read that. Read that and, and ask God to give you an understanding of what you read, whether it's for the spouse of your youth, the friends of your youth, or different family members of your youth. You have to understand your words cut like a two-edged sword. You can run smooth things down to people, and it sounds smooth, but you got to remember, you read what you sow. <clears throat> what you're pouring out, you're going to one day need someone. Are you going to be able to 
depend on that person? Will that person remember anything good? So I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to say, is there anyone on Facebook, if you want to say anything, please type it in. I'll read it out. If you're on blog talk, please speak up so that we can hear you and we can um, receive what you're saying. The lines are open. Please uh, go ahead. And this is silly. I just wanted to say this. I want to thank God. I want to thank His Holy Spirit. I want to thank Jesus. I want to thank Minister Margo. I want to thank Minister Sylvia. I want to thank the late um, Minister Sheila. I want to thank um, Apostle Sandra Thomas and Pastor Fred Thomas. I want to thank Seth Leventhal, who was my first uh, mentor as uh, me as a civilian. I have so many people that I want to thank because because of them, it makes it seem like uh, Apostle uh, Cecilia or Cecilia or whatever you want to call me um, is able to do this or that, but I need for everybody, and I need everybody to hear me. I am so grateful for the people that God has put in my life. He's put people in my life that showed me what not to do, and he also people that showed me what to do. I cannot thank our parents, like Minister Sylvia said. I can't thank our grandparents. I can't thank my aunts and my uncles because they're all gone. My Aunt Catherine, she's still here. I could thank her. I mean, there's so many people that I have so much gratitude for. But you know what? God put them all there. God allowed them all to be there. So when I say I accept what God allows, if it wasn't for the Minister Sylvia's, if it wasn't for the Minister Margos and the Elder Tonys and Minister Montgomery's and Pastor Troy and the Prophet Antoine's and the Dr. Serena Wrights and the uh, Reverend Lawrence Seabrooks and the Minister Brandon Kaiser's that carried me when my sciatica was acting so bad till I couldn't walk, I couldn't turn. When the uh, you know my Casanova, when he was with me in Korea, he kept me safe. I mean, I have so many people that God put in my life over these sixty some years. I cannot tell you all thank you enough. So please. Here from my heart, I thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Kaiser. Is there anyone else at this time on Blog Talk that would like to say something? And while I wait for you to speak, Corey Allen, uh, you have truly been a blessing to me also. I love that young man. He is my God brother. He always makes me laugh. He always has been a blessing to me when it came to my son. When um, he was growing up and I had to work and Corey had always been there as an uncle, you know, you, you, you can't trust everybody with your children. And uh, I thank God for Corey that he, he showed my son how to wash a car when he had a car wash. He showed him how to make legit money, but at the same time keep his car clean. I thank him for that. So does anybody else on Blog Talk want to say something at this time? Okay. Well, when Apostle said that I said it as correction, I did uh, mean it as that because a lot of times you could tell people something, even though they weren't privy to, and they would take the attitude as, oh, well, I thank you for trusting me enough to share that with me so that I can take it and say, okay, like she said, I'm responsible now. I'm responsible for what I was informed about. So therefore, now, I I won't just take it towards that person. I would take it towards anybody else. Before I say something, I must make sure I pray before I say that God may say, no, don't say that, or just say, not now. And we have to be able to hear him. We have to always, when his word says, be prayerful, always be prayerful. And we have to always be that. So, again, if, if there's anyone on Facebook who would like to type something in right now, 
or on blog talk if you want to say something before I give our closing remarks, please do so at this time. Okay. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 to 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Uh, Minister Margot typed in, we have been blessed with a loving family that has taught us to fear, honor the one and only God. That is so true, Margot, that if we didn't have anything out of our family but love, the first thing they taught us was to fear God, honor God, praise God, give God his undurable, un Deniable. When I say durable, it's something you. It's your duty. Give him his honor. Give him his his praise. Give him everything that's due him. God tells us, "Render Caesar what Caesar's." He said, "But give him mine." He said, "Give me mine." We have to. I don't care. Whenever we get sick and whatever we go through, the first thing that nine out of ten come out your mouth is, "Oh Lord, help me." Oh Jesus. Oh. We don't call on old dog. We don't call on uh, Pookie uh Susie. We call on, oh, my Lord, oh, God, Jesus, oh, Lord, oh. We call somebody from heaven. I didn't say the, up, up there. Anybody could be up there. The squirrel could be up there on the roof, anybody. But I'm talking about in heaven. But back to my closing remarks. Um I'm going to say our foundational scripture again, Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. If you all are looking for a prayer line to call in, um, Missionary Linda Handy has a prayer line. I think, I'm going to put it in my notes, I think it's on Thursdays at uh, 7.30, Thursday or Friday at 7.30, Sundays at 1.30. Uh, I thought I had wrote it down, but I didn't write down the time. Y'all forgive me. But the phone number is 605 605-313-4818. 605-313-4818. Four eight one eight. Access code is six four seven one four seven. That's six four seven one four seven. And if you all would love to tune in this Friday, I'm sorry, this Sunday morning at nine thirty a.m. Central Standard Time, ten thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time, with our very own Apostle Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. Possibly like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser and uh, Minister Margo McCord and Minister Brandon Kaiser. You could do that Sunday morning for blog talk, Mile 3 E, Iron Sharpening Iron. If you come back this Monday, it will be the fourth Monday, and Minister Ron Montgomery and Missionary Tony Montgomery will be our speakers for this Monday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time from mm, about an hour. First, about an hour, we're going to be talking about family, the biblical way of family. Uh, we're going to be talking about marriage, different things that God has put on their heart. They gave us assignments. I hope you all have been ready for to take notes. Excuse <laughs> me. I got this cough, and I've they keep telling me to stop drinking cold juices and water, but I'm going to follow instructions. I got to. Anyway, um, this Friday coming up, next Friday, will be the first Friday for December. Hopefully, we will be able to come live and on blog talk at the same time. That will be my turn, my lesson. Prophet want to switch, so I want to know. Uh, possibly, like, would like to pray us out. 
Sure, I will. Father God, we repent for sins of commission and omission, any deed, thought, or said, or even conceived in our hearts that might not be pleasing unto you, God. We thank you for we know you as healer. We know you as teacher. We know you as King of kings and Lord of lords. We know you as high and lifted up. We know you as sovereign. God, you're, you're our creator. You're our God. We thank you for we know you as protector. Thank you for being our protector. We thank you for being our shield and our buckler. We thank you for being our strong tower. We thank you for being whatever you need to be when you need to be it. We thank you for not only being there late in the midnight hour, but, God, when we seek you early, we find you. We thank you that we can find you, God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We thank you that you're everything and every place. You're all knowing your God. You're a healer, healer, healer. You make us whole, God. You give us direction. You are a forgiving God. You are a redeeming God. You are everything, God. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Like our man of God had even prayed on yesterday, God, we tend to just go straight from one holiday to the next, forgetting about Thanksgiving. But, God, we're to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and to your courts with praise. God, give us a thanksgiving on our lips Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. God, give us a thanksgiving on our lips 24-7. Give us a thanksgiving in our hearts, God, every nanosecond of our lives, God. Give us a grateful heart unto your people, God. Let us not forget to tell somebody thank you. Let us not forget to tell somebody we love them. Let us not forget to tell somebody we can't wait to see you again. We can't wait to hear from you again. God, teach us to be a forgiving people. Teach us to be a loving and kind people. God, teach us to be just what you intended for us to be, your people, and you're our God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you all. Good night. Good night, everyone. Our music doesn't want to play, but it'll play in the background sooner or later. I was trying to wait on it. Good night to Corey, good night to Margo, and good night to anybody else that's listening in on the live or the rebroadcast. Please share. Okay, I'm going to end the Texas live. Good night. Good night, possibly let's.